Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the like button as well as the subscribe button. What's good, Danny? How have you been? I've been good, dude. Hit the fucking like button. Great to see you, dude. Get it great to be back on again. Uh, I've been great, man. Uh, besides the weather, bro. The weather has been atrocious in South Florida, bro. Like, this is like mm-hmm. the earliest that I can remember in my 14 years living here that like hurricane season has started early. So, bro, like, it's really hard. Again, I'm not drinking, so, like, I'm like i not really looking to go out regardless because, like, dude, I feel like you go out and you just drop, like, $200. You're like, bro, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. Um, but it's hard to plan things, though, bro. Like, I wanted to take my girl to the beach, and it's like, all right, let's go. Oh, wait, it's pouring, so let's not go. And then it's like, oh, it's sunny, so let's go. And it's like, well, it's going to rain in three hours, so you don't want to be stuck there. So that part of it sucks, but, again, it's also nice to be a homebody. Bro, did you ever watch, because I know you're a movie buff, did you ever watch the second Avatar? Yes, I did. Bro, phenomenal. Amazing. Phenomenal, bro. Like, regardless of the things that were in my system to make me appreciate the colors more, like, the storyline is great. And I feel like that movie is was still made for the same people as like it was made for us but like 10 years later right because hypothetically like people our age are about to have kids or have kids i feel like half that movie is about like the stresses of being a father bro because like that shit is just like him chasing his kids around and like trying to avoid fucking chaos so yeah but dude an epic like kudos to james cameron because bro we watched that on saturday night and i was like wow like i was fucking blown away by how good that movie is yeah, no, that, that movie was great. And I think when the first one came out, I mean, obviously the first one is what made people anticipate the second one so much, but I kind of wish I had seen the first one in, in 3D because... Mm. Um, oh, did I you think watch the, part two in 3D? Yeah, I watched part two in oh, 3D. I'm like, nice. this shit is so long. I'm like, I, I didn't have the chance to do it with the first one. And I just felt like it was one of those films where it was made for that. So we ended up yeah, watching yeah. it in 3D. We didn't have it in 3D, but, um, I mean, you see myself at the house. So just, I have, like, a projector downstairs. Uh, so, like, it just felt like it was nice to, like, have, like, the surround. Like, it, it, we it, we felt fully immersed. But, no, I feel you. that You can tell those moments in the water, especially, like, with the guys on the boat chasing the whale. Like, uh-huh. you know that shit comes out. I'm sure it came out crazy in 3D. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was, it was sick. But, you know, a side note, apparently James Cameron, the director and writer, like, removed a lot of, like, gun scenes because, like, he didn't want to have, like, too much violence. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, bro, the way that you guys were shooting at this poor little whale, I'm like, bro, you probably (laughs) should have removed some of this, too, because, like, yo, Gina was crying, like, Uh devastated. I'm like, yeah, you find, like, this is a little too graphic. Like, this is kind of fucked up. So, um, spoiler alert, anyone who hasn't watched it yet. But, yeah, I I thought it was better than the first one, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, um, I, I would have to agree. Uh, I think the first one pe- probably appealed to people because it was like first of its kind. Out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 But um, the second one definitely kept me engaged the whole time. Um, and I don't know, the, the whole time I, I was hoping that I, we could eventually um, get maybe a more like immersive experience with it. Because <clears throat> the 3D stuff is cool, but like after a while, you, you kind of get used to it. and. It just doesn't necessarily hit the same as yeah. Um, maybe something that would be more advanced, but overall, like a super dope film, just a little too long for me. Like I, I can't. It's kind of like that Pete Davidson gonna song skit I sent you from SNL. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is like four minutes long, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a movie for me has to be max like an hour forty before I 
I start like getting antsy. Yeah, two hours for me, two and a half, you're like, oh, bro. Yeah, so like that's why, so my girl and we were watching it, like we were debating like what we're going to order for food. And I'm like, bro, uh, this movie's three and a half hours long. Like we need to order the food now because I'm not waiting until this movie's over to then eat in like four hours. So right. no, I feel you, bro. Yeah, the movie was exact, I think exactly like three hours, like 18 minutes. I was like, Jesus, bro. Like, yeah. Uh, but again, I do think though, like it's so entertaining and you're so sucked into the storyline that I didn't feel like fuck it's been three hours kind of a thing with this one but um still a very good movie bro but yeah that was pretty much my weekend bro just chilling binging tv um reading a book oh I would say if you haven't yet dude season uh three of Dave is phenomenal like bro great fucking writing dude massive cameos by like everyone from Drake to Brad Pitt to little uh to what's fucking jack harlow like bro like the spectrum so yeah dude if you even if you didn't fuck with the first one or two seasons bro if you just watch season three like it's a very dude it's just like it's talking about proper like things that all men go through but like not in a pushy way like there's mental health cheating um not loving yourself so you can't love people who love you like bro you're like wow like this guy is touching on dope subjects but it's still very much a rapper and like loves being a rapper so it's just cool because again it's normally when we get these like shows about rappers it's like they try yeah. to fucking candor and keep it like to one thing and it's like bro like right this person has emotions you know what i mean like, right so is he is he a career rapper throughout the whole show and he, is he a star already or he's like attempting to be a star um so season three he's essentially what he is in real life like, okay, this, like, got it. like he has a fan base, he's doing very well, money's coming in, he's doing well, right? And then there's points, I don't want to spoil it, but there's points in the show where he then reaches a certain status because of something that went down. But yeah, season three is pretty much little dicky, whereas season one and two is still him feeling even comfortable rapping in public kind of a thing. Whereas got in it. season three, it's very much like he is who he is, and it's just like a you know, a documentary of like. Not a documentary, like a pseudo documentary, like following his life. Dope. No, that sounds uh, super dope. And I've had trouble finding shows, but I don't know. Lil Dicky always seemed like someone who was a a stronger, I don't know, like actor, like skit creator, writer mm-hmm. than someone who who makes music that you actually want to sit and listen to. So yeah. it's dope to see him feed into his talent. Or like his strengths, I should say, and uh, and it sounds like everyone's like from Charlemagne to other. Yeah, the reviews are, are the reviews are phenomenal. And then I would say like, and it's nice that he gives you moments where like when he's rapping, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh right, you're fucking also good at that because like yeah, like you, like you kind of get lost and like oh, it's like an actor doing a good job. It's like no, bro, he's actually like a rapper, and like he's talented yeah. to like make shit sound like you know funny and uh, entertaining. So yeah, I would highly recommend that. But yeah, that was a super. Last weekend, more working out, uh, seeing some gains at the gym, 21 days sober as of today. So that's mm-hmm. been going well. So yeah, man, just uh, life is good right now. I can't complain. How about yourself, bro? Things have been good. Um, I can't say a whole lot has changed. Finally staying, uh, what's the, the phrase I'm looking for? Um, staying home, essentially. Not I don't have like travel engagements, no Except weddings. for next week. Except for next week, but at least it's home and, and, and close and easy. I'll never complain about a one-hour flight. Um, 
but yeah, other than that, yeah, just staying busy. I'm trying to continue with, with Spanish as much as possible. Nice. Now, like when I'm walking around, I, I hear it, which gives me motivation to keep going because, uh, I, I feel like a lot of times I question like how often am I really going to use this? Even if I'm perfectly native, chances are I'm not going to speak to you in Spanish. Yeah. Or, sorry, not native. Um, bilingual, a perfectly bilingual. Mm-hmm. Chances are I wouldn't speak to you in Spanish unless like we're talking shit about somebody on the bus or something. Um, so it's it's nice to hear it around me and know that it's you know a practical thing to learn even yeah. if I don't leave the U.S. Um, so that's dope. And then. Still in kind of a music low right now. Uh, I do have one song that I'm trying to finally record. I know I've said that a couple of times, but sometimes, you know, I, I change my mind about how I want to approach it. And then I, I put it to the side and I kind of want to work on something else. But this one I, I do like, so hopefully it'll be out soon. Um, if you yeah. had to pinpoint where the lull is, it's just like you think from like all the traveling and just like, bro, I just want to fucking break from like my brain having to be kind of active in some way. Or what do you think it is? I think so. Um, and also like, sometimes it's frustrating when I have an idea of how it sounds in my head and then I record it and like the flow that I was going for doesn't sound as good. So then I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to create a new flow or approach it differently, but I don't want to like force it and do it all in one night. So I'm like, Mm, you know, I'll go in for 20 minutes, test something out. And I'm like, okay, I kind of like that. And then I'll maybe revisit it another day. And then also, of course, um, since I live with my wife, like in work, I can't record it like any time of the day without being loud and annoying so mm, I got that you. adds to it as well got you like it gives you like almost like a uh a forced creative thing where you're like you're not trying to really do mm-hmm. yeah gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. uh and then we were just talking offline so we can bring it online so obviously i know you're excited about going home to la i mean you're you guys have officially been in the bay for two years now or are we going on three uh two years like two two years and a f- two months Okay, so and uh, so like, how do you guys feeling, bro? Like, how does like, what's the plan? Like, is it the plan? Like, let's find a bigger space. Like, do we love this lifestyle? Let's just stay here for another two more years. Like, where are you guys head at? In general, I'd say I feel good about it. Like, I love our apartment setup. Like, the amount of natural sunlight is is amazing. Not that we can't get it anywhere else, but terrible for um, editing. But amazing. <laughs> I know it looks like I'm in fucking like God's palace or some shit right now. Uh. But yeah, it's uh, it's been good. I mean, there's been ups and downs. Like, especially when I travel, I realize how crazy th- this city can be in terms of how they they manage things. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it is close to home. Um, I do like my job. It's probably the best job I've had since I nice. joined the corporate world. Um, in terms of work life balance, even and. I don't have any intentions of leaving anytime soon just because like, I know how hard it is for me to feel this way about like the job and place I'm living. So the last thing I want to do is switch it up unless I have a really good reason. My wife on the other hand is, doesn't really like her job mainly because of her, her boss. Um, So she, and she's not too fond of the city, but I know her. She, she just likes moving around in general. Like, She's yeah. over every place after a year or two. So um, I think she's looking to get something more work from home, fully remote. Uh, and that way she kind of has, will have the ability to, you know, be in LA for 
three weeks if she wants or yeah yeah go to another country and work from there and I, I feel like for now at least that's the the best compromise um but you know if we don't have kids like obviously moving to another country will be a lot easier so i'm sure it'll happen at some point but i'm not eager to uproot everything uh, right because like but overall you do enjoy the setup and life just in the bay right yeah like it's it's very simple and peaceful and i just really don't have a whole lot to complain about so i'm like why stir things up especially because two years to me is not that much time in the grand scheme of things no 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 if you did two more it's like all right that was that was a good half a decade and like cool right. like I, I probably experienced everything right that's how i sometimes i feel about my time in charlotte i was like bro, i was only there for like two years dog like i like literally like i lived in one apartment for the entire lease moved to another apartment so really i was actually like there for like a year and like no it was two full years like two yeah two full leases and i was out and i'm like bro like yeah i love charlotte but like bro i could have stayed like one more year it's like properly yeah. feel like i like Cause the thing is like about like that, like I only was in Charlotte. Like when I was, I never like visited like the other parts of the Carolinas. So it's like, bro, like you really do shit. Cause like every, every time I had a vacation, I would dip to New York or Miami. So it's like, I never really fucking just chilled in Charlotte. So no, I get that man. And your setup is fire, bro. So uh, yeah, milk that shit to you can. And uh, is your rent about to go up at any chance? Or is it still like a, uh, you're locked into like whatever rate you are. We'll find out. Um, our lease is due up in September. Usually, I think they alert you a couple months beforehand. So they usually have a deal where they're like, if you sign it for another year, like keep it consistent. Or if you do month to month, it'll go up. But I don't think it'll be anything crazy substantial that that would make us, you know, want to move immediately or anything sure, like sure, that. Sure. But I think that is is a factor. Like if it ever gets to a point where rent is just so insane and like the only option is to commute for like an hour and a half every day, then, then at like that the, point I'll change my yeah. mind. Cause like, that's a huge plus right now. It takes me 10 minutes to get to work. Um, and it, it's just so easy. But if, if things like that change, then life changes and you get more stress and then you begin to weigh the options. Like, is this, becoming is this worth it still essentially yeah yeah no dude I, I yeah i feel that bro like especially like even like the work from home balance or like the hybrid model which you know works at times but then you're like but you want me to come in a fourth day like come on bro right <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> like I don't, I don't know about this but let's see what linkedin has to say about this bro because i don't, I don't know how yep. i feel about this but uh but no, man, i'm glad that it's uh it's working out for you bro but um all right man, let's get into it episode 145 Episode 144 is currently up as well, but uh, episode 145, we'll get to music in a second, but I feel like the biggest thing in the last like two weeks and like overall pop culture has been the Apple Vision Pro. Um, I guess, I mean, I call them the VR goggles times whatever um, that kind of give you a fully immersive uh, view of all your computer systems. I think the, the difference between this one, the meta, tell me if I'm wrong, is that this one you can actually see through like and see the actual room around you whereas like the meta one you're kind of like in this not sunken place but like a dark covered area right is that pretty much the yeah gist of it? yeah i'd say that's pretty accurate i think they call it pass through okay. um so the newer i think the newer meta device you can see uh around you for the most part and, and in color but it's there's like a lag and everything so it's not nearly as you don't you still feel like you're wearing something whereas apparently with the vision pro it looks, even though it's a uh, a camera, it looks like you're just looking through regular sunglasses or regular glasses. 
well, goggles, bro, because those are like, goggles. I don't have any goggles. Yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how did you, so you're, I'm, I'm coming from perspective. I never tried the meta um, quest. Is it quest? Uh, yeah, quest. Yeah, I never tried those out. Like for me personally, like, yeah, I remember being at a work conference. Well, actually, when I was in Charlotte, like, that was like almost 20, dude, I would say eight years ago. And there was, there was like a guest speaker and he was talking about like, if you want to jump on a, a certain bandwagon in tech, uh, VR and like augmented reality is the way to go. Right. And I was like, bro, whatever. All right. Um, make my PS3 or PS4 better. <laughs> so that's, like, that's where my yeah. head was at. But like, I just never got into it, bro. Like I, my, my soon to be brother-in-law had it over one day and I was like, bro, you look like a tool. Like what is happening, bro? Like, it's like, cause they, my thing is like, I see the game you're playing and I'm like, these graphics look worse than my like Nintendo from like the 90s. <laughs> so like, how the fuck am I meant to get excited about this? Yeah, yeah. But in seeing the Apple version of this, which seems obviously much better, this seems like something like I think even the passive, you know, tech advocate would be like, hmm, this is intriguing. So for you, who's obviously in the tech space, like what's your level of excitement for like a product like that? My excitement's super high. And I think it really was because a lot of, I mean, we all know like Apple does a, a great job with products and doesn't just release something just because. For like, the fuck of it, right. They don't need right. the money, right? So it's like, right. Um, but pretty much every single review I read of someone who who used it, which are like influencers and tech gurus and stuff, every single one of them said they were mind blown. And these are all obviously people who have tested other products too. So it's not like mm -hmm. they only tested this one. They're like, it's miles ahead of everything else. Um, apparently, um, you know, the, the, with the demo, they obviously can't showcase exactly what it looks like from your own perspective. Cause it's sure. it's through your own lens, but apparently the imagery that they use to showcase the screens popping up and stuff, apparently it's that clear. And it's not like some fancy animation to, to exaggerate how to it looks. To sell you on it. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Apparently it's that's like, why, that's why exactly I feel like when like they like the do movies. like those like video game demos. I'm like, bro, mm -hmm. the gameplay is never like this. Bro. Right. Like, right. Yeah. The gameplay is like like movie quality or the trailer at least. And then you play the game and it's all janky and laggy and yeah. cartoony. Um, which I think kind of remember way back when we did the podcast, I think it was on the meta metaverse or something yeah um, which is and i they had that trailer i mean i think it's is it fair to say that flopped or it's still too early to say i don't think it flopped i think it was just way way too early like in cartoony it, it and it was only for like gaming really mm, okay and and you know communicating through these cartoony type avatars like i don't think that is going to take off anytime soon until it's seamless or or if it does take off in a bigger way, I think it's going to have a very specific purpose. Whereas this headset felt like something the average person would use. Because with the Quest, you're pretty much only playing games and like watching short little horror movie uh, skits and stuff. And it's it's not really meant to FaceTime and, you know, uh, watch an NBA game or something like that. Right. So I think this is definitely going to change the game. Granted, it's still on your head, though, and it, and some people find that annoying, but I don't think it's meant to be worn out in public. I see people criticizing it, but as you saw with the AirPods, like people made fun of that for however long, saying, it, you know, it looked like a toothbrush, I think, in your ear. And now everybody has them and doesn't think Yeah, twice. but I mean, 
AirPods though, I mean, people wear head, headphones though, right? There's just like a different mm-hmm. style of headphones. So I, yeah. this is just like almost like a complete lifestyle change, which is like, yeah. was my reservation. I mean, maybe still my reservation, right? Besides the price, and we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But <clears throat> I think it's more so like the idea of like, I'm going to sit in my couch in my house and now put on a device and like almost like disappear kind of a thing, right? I know we do that with substances or whatever, but like, that's like almost like, again, right, rightly or wrongly is more acceptable to a certain extent, right? If you had a rough day, have a beer and just sit down and go somewhere else, right? Hmm. Um, but the idea of putting something on you, like, were you a fan of putting the meta quest? Like, have you ever done that yourself? Yeah, I have, and I have it, but I don't. And I yeah, actually so, so last someone night. Who has it, then how often were you actually throwing that on and felt like oh, this is like a normal thing to do? Not very often, at least not more after when I first got it. And it was the only thing like affordable and available. But I think it it is one, it's it's very heavy. Uh two, you can't like see the real world um in front of you. So, you know, if I want to get water or like talk to someone, I have to take it off every time, which is annoying. Um, and then on top of that, it's I pretty much only use for gaming. So if if I'm gonna game, like I have to go out of my way to like remove myself. Whereas this new headset, um, apparently you can see everything around you. You can like dial in how immersed or mm, okay. not you want to be. And then I figure most people are gonna use the apps that they're they're already doing. It'll be like the same as being on the couch and on your phone, except it'll be on your head and hands-free or yeah, sorry for like remote free. So you can just like pinch basically. And Mm, yeah, if anything, I think it might be easier. I don't see people doing this obviously on the streets or on the bus necessarily, but if you're alone at home on your couch and, and it is as comfortable as they say, then I see it being pretty easy for someone to just strap it on real quick. If it, doesn't feel like you're actually wearing this heavy ass device that's blocking you out from everything. Yeah. So what do you think is going to be the, so for people who are like maybe on the fence, right? Cause I think obviously techies are going to fucking jump on this shit. It's just going to sell out. I think like immediately to be perfectly honest, I think there's going to be like some like PS five shit that like, you're like, you're going to have a cousin who has a connect, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. otherwise you're not getting this shit, but what do you think it's going to like, what event or things you're capable of doing with the device do you think will get the passive person who kind of waits for trends to like you know and all the reviews to come out before they jump on like is it going to be concerts is it going to be you know sporting events is it going to be just simply like having 17 monitors up while you're working and not like your work from home dynamic Mm -hmm. changes completely like what do you think is going to be the the one or two things that trigger people to actually go buy this yeah i i think the multiple screens and and you know home theater setup like digital one will be the nice to have stuff but i think that this thing that's going to make someone say okay i need this now are the live concerts uh sports events and and things of that nature where you can basically be front row and get a premium seat or Mm. or be right next to the person and pay a fraction of the price or maybe even it's maybe it's free and it's just some subscription every month or something I think once people experience that, it'll uh, push them to to purchase it. Because I did that actually with the Quest. Um, they have like a, a live demo experience with a few different artists. And the graphics are not 
nearly as good as what people describe for um, the Vision Pro. But even so, I it sounded pretty crystal clear. The image wasn't fantastic, but it still felt like I, I could sense how crazy it'll be if mm. if the graphics are improved. And I'm not saying it'll replace the live shows, but if you can easily attend shows left and right, because these artists are, are traveling everywhere and doing all kinds of stuff, you can pretty much go to a concert every night if you were fans of enough people. I think yeah. that would compel people to to buy it. Okay, and what what show did you go, go to on the? Uh, it was the called. A, it was Lucky Day. It was the artist. Um, it was I forget the name of the performance. It was like Soul Sessions or something. But got it, got it was it. super dope. The only thing that nice. was kind of weird about it though is like they're staring like directly into your eyes like the whole time. And when you go to a concert, you're not like used to that. Like you're seeing used to them engaging like with the crowd. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Like I don't know if I necessarily want the experience of that personalized. Like. To where Got they're it. staring, staring at you in the face, but then you, you can't engage back. Got it. So you kind of want it to be like I'm just another person in the crowd, kind of yeah. a thing. But I have yeah. dope seats because right. I have this experience. Got it. Yeah. Go. yeah. I mean, dude, I saw. I think the video you sent me, or maybe another one. The idea of like the NBA games was seen fire, right? But again, it just. I I guess I I feel like I have to see the actual graphics play out, right? Because. Again, these athletes move so fast that, like, if there's even a bit of a delay and you're like, bro, what the fuck did I just, you know what I mean? Like, if he gets the ball and you're like, the ball's here, but his arms haven't moved yet because the camera, I'm like, bro, this is not it. But it's funny that you said that your arms literally just did that as you described it. (laughs) (laughs) It froze for like a split second. You did that on purpose, Um, by the way, if you're watching. That was on purpose. That was our special effects. We we know people. But, um, (laughs) Yeah, but so again, let's let's go to the price point then, but real quick. So I think it's like what thirty five hundred. Yeah, thirty five hundred. Okay, so your thoughts on that price uh, price point in today's just like you know economy in general? Personally, I think it makes sense. Um, I feel like this is really more a, a computer and not some toy for playing like mediocre three D style games. Mm. Um, and also this is like early as well. So I, I think intentionally this is meant for the people who are like, I got to have it. The early adopters who love new tech, it's clearly not um, in its final version for every consumer to have. So I think the price point makes sense. I mean, a MacBook will run you about $3,000 and that's not even necessarily the top of the line version. Yeah. Um so I think if it does everything that it does and it's super comfortable and everything, um, the price makes sense. Obviously, the average person is going to have to think hard if if 3500 makes sense. But I feel like over time, you know, I'm sure there will be some lighter version that's like two grand. And I think more yeah, people yeah, yeah. would be willing to invest in that. Yeah, I, I agree with that, dude. Because I feel like a lot of people initials pushback was like, bro, what the fuck do you mean $3,500, right? But mm-hmm. I would say like, if this thing is able to do everything it's telling you, dude, that's worth more than what my MacBook Airs cost. You know what I mean? Right. You know, like, it's like, obviously it should be worth it. Like if you're telling me I can be courtside at a fucking Nick game from Coconut Creek, Florida, right? that should cost some money, bro. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> right. And that's what like, you would I'm, spend probably to be courtside for like one game. For what? Exactly, dude. No, no, I, dude, I get that. I'm actually, I have no pushback with the price point. And I also try to think back to like when the, um, I remember when my boy back in India, bro, when he had like the, 
the um he, I never had a Mac back in the day before, until college, but he had like the orange MacBook where like you oh, know, yeah, the back yeah. of it was like the a or whatever or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, and I know that shit was crazy expensive back then. And obviously that price substantially came down over time. So I think you're right. I think they're fully aware they're not stupid. Like I don't think Mac uh, Apple ever does anything without like fully understanding the market for it. The early adopters are gonna fucking sell this shit out. And they're, they're going to love it. And then over time, they'll perfect it and then lower the price, right? And just make it more affordable for the average Joe to, to take part. But um, so I guess us being a music podcast, though, like what are you most excited about from the music realm? The music realm, I think the opportunity for, for indie artists to, to monetize it in some way and make money. Because think about it, like for someone like myself, let's say, who doesn't have thousands of fans, um, there's no venue that's going to like, just be like, yeah, come, come through and headline or whatever. Mm. Whereas if I can, if this technology gets advanced enough and I can, in my personal room, set up like the, the opposite end of the 3d camera and then tell all my, let's say I have a thousand fans to tune in for 10 bucks, then I can make $10,000 right there. Um, and I didn't even have to worry about finding a venue to trust in me or you know worry about overhead or whatever like i think that would be super dope and a way for pretty much any artist to make money off of i guess the most traditional or original way yeah. a musician would make money which is like having people see them live but i think yeah. that would be super dope that is a dope one that is very much a dope one i think also from it could be indie artists but just artists in general right the um the collab aspect, right? Like if there's a version where like you need to meet up with someone in the studio, but you both have access to like the headset, like there could be a way where like, he's just like helping you or you're like giving immediate feedback as opposed to like, you know, like a, a zoom call, right? Because you can probably like touch exactly what needs to get touched from your standpoint to make a song sound a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think from like just a co- collaboration standpoint, like I feel like a lot of more artists will be linking up in a way that maybe wasn't feasible back in the day. Cause like, bro, I can't, first of all, I don't have a studio to rent out with you. And then I also can't catch a flight to LA for three hours because that's the only time you have in your calendar or some shit. So right, I think right. from a collaboration standpoint it might be fire as well. Yeah. And I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if eventually, you know, these podcasts like, you know, flagrant or whatever, where everyone's in one room, you could just, subscribe and then you can log into the the goggles and feel like you're literally sitting on the couch you know well, right i kind of have that already though on on the quest so i think some podcasts oh, already do that yeah oh, um wow. yeah dude because <laughs> the only reason i know this bro is because i was looking for the i'll say the name of the podcast because i could but i was looking for that podcast and i found like it said vr episode 14 and in my <laughs> mind, because I never watched Quest I'm like, or whatever, I don't have the so I'm like, I didn't even know, like, I didn't even register what that meant. So mm-hmm. I clicked on it. And I'm like, bro, what fucking camera angle? Like, what cameras do they use? Like, oh, this yeah, is like yeah. I'm dizzy as fuck. <laughs> and it's because it was the VR version of the episode. Got it. Um, okay. That was so the the Matt Hoffa um, yeah, podcast, yeah. where they're all at the barbershop, you know. And I was, dude, I'm telling you, I had a fucking headache because I was like, bro, like, this doesn't make sense. Like, so yeah, but again, better versions of that um, can obviously, you know, yeah, that, that that's dope. Um, obviously, concerts make sense. What else would be dope, bro? 
I mean, yeah, even more like just fucking fan experiences, right? Like think about how much people pay for to see Post Malone pre-show. You know what I mean? Like that can be a whole different experience now if all he has to do is just jump in front of a camera and you have a headset that will make you feel like you're right there with him. Yeah. Yeah, I think people, a lot of people would do it. I mean, I watched Coachella, part of Coachella live while it was happening on my TV. Um, and if I had a headset that was comfortable enough, I definitely would wear it, especially if I felt like I was damn near on stage or or whatever yeah. and it didn't make me sick or anything like that. Yeah. So then what are your overall, like, just like, I don't, I don't want to say concerns, right? Because I think like, that's a great point. Like people are already doing versions of this. And like, we're so quick to forget when like a new thing comes out. We're like, bro, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but what are, do you think there's any like concerns or like, you know, like um, maybe better understanding people should have before they, you know, you know, pick one up or something? Um, I guess I'm concerned for the people that are kind of already addicted to these devices. Like, for instance, look at all like the thirst trapping Instagram models or whatever. Like if it gets to a point where they can afford the camera where it feels like you're in their bedroom, I can see people straight up forgetting to go to work. Like they're just like, oh shit, I got to stay in this room. And yeah, yeah, this yeah. post and feel like I'm here forever. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just like all the content we're already, you know, engaged with is just going to be better. And I can see a world where the Instagram stories, like if you're in Mallorca, instead of just seeing, you know, your view of your food, eventually, I mean, if it's simple enough and you can record it, I can damn near feel like I'm on the boat with you and Mm. really experience it. And before you know it, like every story is so intriguing that you're just like, why would I even take this headset off? Like, this is... Yeah, I think that's, like, where my head was going, right? Especially, like, watching Avatar and thinking back to Avatar, the first one. You're like, you know, this is wild how, like, all this is happening from, you know, him being immersed in, like, the tank, but essentially it's the same exact idea, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, my concern is more so for those people who are already addicted to the way things are now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, dude, my biggest, like, pet peeve is when I drive by the parks I used to go to as a kid, like in New York and the parks are fucking empty. And I'm like, bro, like it's summertime. Like, bro, we wouldn't be able to find a playground that wasn't packed. And like right. now, like that feels like that never fucking happens, bro. So because kids are at home just, you know, so mm-hmm. immersed into everything they have. Like, even though we had video games before, again, the experience is so much better now that they're like, bro, like I can play with my boy who's in fucking Sri Lanka. Like, why would I want to stop doing this kind of a thing? Yeah. So my concern more so is, again, it's happening. Like, nothing's stopping this. This this, this has left the fucking marina. But I think it's like, I hope that people are still able to remember that, yes, dude, putting on a headset and feeling like your court side at a Knicks game sounds amazing, bro. And if you can do that because you live in a different city, great. And if you can't afford going to the game, great. But it's never going to top being there. So like mm-hmm. I just hope people don't forget like yo the actual experiences that you're enjoying are great but like don't forget to also go enjoy them you know what right. I mean whereas a point like th- thinking this is the only way you'll ever experience it right and another thing too is th- with the 3D I guess memories apparently that like drew tears from a lot of people because they felt like oh, they so were really because I didn't see the full yeah. like uh, the the thing so basically with the headset you can take like. 3d uh video so that when you play it back you can like 
literally look around and feel like you're in that moment again. Like, oh, yeah. it's not yeah. just so it's a video, but it's like the way mm-hmm. it's set up, it makes you feel fully immersed in that moment. Right. From that person's perspective. So you almost feel like you're you're like a ghost watching someone's memory. And someone said it they felt it felt so real and vivid that they felt like they they could almost just touch the person. Um mm. but my fear though is like with certain memories of whether it's people or animals, like let's say you never see them again, they pass away or whatever. Like, do you, I, I feel like part of grievance is is acceptance and moving on. And I don't know if I necessarily would want to like be so close to feeling like the person is still there, but they're not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like would I want to be that reminded of like a, a shell of that person as opposed to just standard photos and videos and who knows? I mean, I guess you could say the same thing with photos and videos, but sure. um, Sure. Sure. That perspective is like the closest, I guess, we could get to like immortality in a way. Yeah, dude. Because the funny, the funny thing you say that that's, that's actually very funny. Because and spoiler again about Avatar too. Um, but that was probably the that was I was moved to tears at the end of the movie when they were able to still connect to whatever the mother is. You know, you're talking about, and they could see their son. Because I was like, I started crying because I was like, bro, that would be fire, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like being able to see someone who's passed. Again, it's not like in today, you're still going back to, you know, whatever memory, but it's still you can interact. And it's like, oh, shit, like that's a, bro, I would love to fucking do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I don't know. That, that, that could be dangerous, right? But I mean, to the same point, like people probably do that shit now, right? Like think about, you know, I have moments where I'm looking at pictures of my mom and, um, yeah, I'm sure it'd be different if I felt like I could just fucking like touch her or something, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah dude, it's it's again, it's gonna be very interesting, um, very interesting. But I do think, um, I do think to your point though, I don't think this is ever. I mean, I, I don't want to say that, bro, because like, there's gonna be something new in like 20 years that blows our fucking mind. But like, I do truly think this is at a, an uh, at home experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even if like they come out with fire like Google lens glasses or some shit like from back in the day. Like, bro, like, I don't know, man. I can't env- envision this becoming now like a part of like fashion culture and like people are creating fucking, you know, fits that go with their fucking goggles. Like, I don't like that. I'm like, bro, really, bro? Like, you want to just be around like doing that shit? Like, I guess that happening on your phone. Like, if you hold your phone up to something and like something may project, but the idea of like you wearing something outside seems like that part seems wild to me. Yeah, outside seems wild um if i had to guess there i mean there eventually will be a fashionable version but i think with given the size that it has to be and how thin i think the outside version will only be meant for like outside type shit kind of like an apple watch can't do everything um i think the the thinner one maybe as you walk by restaurants and shops you can see the the reviews or or deals that are happening and see a phone call come through but you won't be able to watch the M- nba game or something something along something those like lines yeah. yeah 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 no dude i'm excited so as of right now when's the um was the release date next year it's said early 2024 um i think officially but some people say spring uh okay who knows but definitely not anytime soon i mean that's a year from now that's not fucking true I mean, yeah it's not that far away 
but so I guess things fucking, are always subject uh, to change. As someone who has a wedding in the spring, you're thinking about a gift, you know, cash <laughs> or vision pro, like whatever, is, whatever works for you. <laughs> That'd be fire. And record um, the whole wedding? Like open it dude, up. Dude, yeah, like, and... I, I might have to do, I just paid for the photographer. I might have to fire that bitch and be like, yo, actually, I <laughs> <laughs> be so actually, it'll be cheaper for me to buy a vision pro and give it to my boy to fucking just record the whole thing bro so <laughs> uh, that's funny dude but uh yeah i'm excited and i uh, do if we can uh, hopefully one of us gets it uh when it comes out and we can do like a demo here and uh yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting at that point a year and a half from now hypothetically you know what we can do for even the podcast you know what i mean like yeah. if we did a fucking live thing and we could see our fans or something so again yeah, sure exciting things to come um, and we'll see how impactful it is to the industry as a whole, but specifically to us in, uh, in uh, content and music. Um, all right, bro. So to me personally, the biggest thing, I feel like we've been talking about this dude nonstop, but I think this one's actually the most warranted. Gunna came out with a new album. Man, I, keep, I, I, I keep listening to the fucking album. I forget about the name. Uh, Gif, a GIF and a Curse. Um, it is... 15 tracks, 45 minutes long, no features, all gonna. What were your thoughts, my G? Overall, I liked it. Um, I think it sounded honestly exactly how it would sound. I think he addressed the things I knew he was going to address. Um, I feel like he did spend a little too much time addressing the stuff and kind of like almost wanted you to feel bad for him. Um, to be honest, I didn't pay attention to to much of the lyrics after like the first couple songs. I just was vibing out and enjoys enjoyed the smooth flow that he that he always has. And, and I think I just realized towards the end, like he'll be fine if he continues producing music like this. Clearly, no, the majority of his fan base aren't people who care about like the morals of snitching and things like that. So. I don't see this really doing anything to his his career um, in the long term, in the in a yeah. negative way. <clears throat> yeah, a negative way. No, I think, dude. I think what's coming out uh, almost a week post release is that yeah, everything's. I feel like everything's up from here, bro. Because you know, I, I mean, I thought we were getting blessed with a single, but I didn't think we were gonna an album right away, and that happened immediately. And bro, all the feedback I see on my timeline and people's TikToks and comment section is like, bro, like kudos, like great fucking job, bro. Like, because man, like, first of all, like, it's funny you said, I didn't, you didn't listen to his lyrics after the first couple of songs, bro. This guy is so fucking melodic that he can be speaking a different fucking language, bro. And I would still be like, like, bro, like, the, the, the his flow is just so good, bro. Like, so good that, like, and he could be saying anything. So I just think he was able to flawlessly go over these beats. I do want to give a shout out to his producer. I think Turbo is Turbo something. But yeah. that's, like, the producer he's always had. So, like, I was nervous about what it was going to sound like because I was like, bro, like, I know he's not going to get a Drake feature or a Future feature or a Nav feature because, like, everyone's still in this fucking limbo. Is it still gonna sound the same though, right? Are, are his producers gonna fucking switch on him? So like, once you got the idea that oh, this is gonna be the same kind of energy you always got from Gunner, I was like, all right, dude, I'm I'm all in. And then yeah, I did feel for like the first five songs, honestly, it was maybe not every song, but there was in like one or two lines that he's always addressing the stitching situation. Now I'm like, bro, I wish like 
like you you went all in on bread and butter like all right man let's move the fuck like yeah, yeah. we want to hear you you know what i mean so i think on a, but on a few songs we got that right like, fuck you mean uh cash shit uh there's a i think cash shit there's one called is it rich's shit uh, cash shit fuck you mean wrote uh rodeo drive oh born rich like he does talk his shit but man i i was just very impressed with him bro i think I think this proved, bro, if you're good at rapping and, like, we never fucked with you for the gimmicks anyway, that we're going to fuck with you if some shit like this goes down. Uh, case in point, like, um, 6 9 right? Mm-hmm. Like, 6 9 got busted for snitching. Were we ever really fans of him before? Like, we fucked with a couple of the songs, right? right? They were, like, fucking, like, a movement. You're like, bro, this is fucking so aggressive. This is dope. But, like, we were also more intrigued for the antics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, what's he going to do today? But bro, once he came back and we're like, oh, the music sucks. We're like, bro, we're 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 good, bro. Like right. be a snitch, don't be a snitch. We're not, we're not, we don't care anymore. Whereas with him, I think it's very much like, oh shit, dude. Yeah, like we fuck with you because you're a great rapper and you're still rapping great. Dude, I have no issue with you then, bro. You know right. what I mean? So do good, good for him, bro. And I think this also proves a feather in his hat that, like, bro, I don't need features to be great. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be nice, and I'm sure he'll get them back eventually, even if it's, like, a different kind of artist. But this was a great, like, him to draw a line to say, I'm like, nah, bro, I'm here. Like, and I'm not I'm not going anywhere. We'll see what Young Thug has to say when his album, you know, maybe drops tonight or on uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, I was just very happy for him, bro, because, again, I, I you know, we've said before, I, we, we think the world of Gunna, and it would have been shitty if he just came out of jail and, like, his career completely... Just it was a shitty album. The fans didn't embrace it. He just like gives up kind of a thing. Yeah. I I do want to add a disclaimer now that you reminded me about the upcoming Young Thug album. But if Young Thug like flat out says, like, don't mess with Gunna, he's a snake. Like, how could he do this to me? Like, I gave him life basically. I do think it will affect Gunna's image more than it already has. I don't think Gunna's career will be over. I just think. Uh, a lot of people that were on the fence might change their minds. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, similar to what you mentioned about six, nine, I think six, six, nine's rap career failed mainly because uh, he can't he rap. have the talent. Uh, <laughs> he had a team that would write for him and make beat dope beats and stuff, but he didn't have the talent to sustain it. And then on top of that, he wasn't a likable personality. People wanted to yeah. see him crash or is gonna, Kind of minds his own business for the most part. He has a smooth Everyone's flow. always Everyone, liked him, bro. Yeah, everyone's always liked him. He kind of minded his business for the most part. So uh, for that reason, I think people are willing to uh, give him a second chance. Also, there's not like, I guess there is the video of him saying all that stuff, but it's not like he directly said, Young Thug's responsible, lock him up, let me go. Like, yeah, it's still kind of murky to a it lot is, of that's I, th- I think that's helping him a lot. But I would say, man, back to the point about Young Thug, is I do agree it may sway a few people, but I do, since Gunna's album came out first, I think enough people are like who were really on the fence and like, yo, I'm not letting go until Thug says something, have let go a little bit. And I'm like, bro, like, oh, this kind of slaps. I don't really want to, yeah. you know, maybe Young Thug has his perspective on things, but because he was behind bars, he may have not heard the whole, I don't know. I feel there'll be, en- there's enough people who can rationalize still fucking with uh, Gunna if Thug comes out with some like crazy shit about him, because I do think the album just was very good, bro. Like I'm seeing 
NBA athletes using those songs on like their TikTok and shit. And I'm like, bro, that would that wasn't happening back in the day if like people were saying you're a snitch, you know, and no one fucked with you, bro. And like a lot of people are like aggressively reposting shit and like using the sounds, like almost like, yo, know, like we're good with this, bro. Like again, mm-hmm. you didn't snitch on us. And yeah, bro, like again, this is this is surprising, but in a good way, because we've been saying, like, bro, like, why do you care? Like, like, yeah. why do you care about some street shit that you've never been involved in your life and never will be? Right. So I'm actually grateful that things are moving in this direction. If again, if it's warranted, if the artist is talented enough that you should still keep listening to them. For sure. And it just goes to show, like, I mean, a lot, none of these artists are perfect human beings. And uh I think snitching falls in the category of pretty much everything else that they make headlines for, whether it's, you know, beating up some random person, you know, killing a random person or not random, but someone, you know, around the rapper for whatever reason or assaulting someone like there's just so many cases of that happening and get swept to the world in like a week. But all of a sudden, because he said, yes, ma'am, you know, it, it is a gang or whatever he said. Now everyone's up in arms and wants to pretend like, you know, they're a street general. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They actually know the code. Right. So yeah, yeah I, I highly recommend everyone go, uh, go peep the album. If you haven't, it's, it's very good. And again, I think, Oh, what I also do like side note, cause I know we always appreciate this. It's also like, an, you can't skip any songs because it's actually pretty impressive how like every song flows perfectly together with the next song. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. almost like a perfect playlist. It's like, if you fuck up the like the way it's set up, like you're really gonna miss out some pretty cool artistry from him and the uh, the producers. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I I think it was very cohesive. Um, I mean, some of the the songs for me personally sounded uh, like on the the generic side for him, or like very sure. similar to some of the other songs. But overall, I think it was solid, and I like that he he stuck to the formula. I guess his formula. Yeah. Yeah, and not thinking he had to like switch up his whole everything because now he's like a different artist, right? So no, shout out mm-hmm. to Gunna. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, but I'm also excited to see if Young Thug drops anything or if that was like a you know a thing to get people off uh, Gunna's dick for a week or something. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right. So next topic: Doja, or do you want to talk about Utopia? Uh, let's talk about Doja. Doja. Okay, so Doja came out with a new single. Uh, what the fuck was that song? I think it was called Attention. Yeah, Attention, right? Attention. The artwork is yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to her body and her her trainer. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, what what did you want to talk about specifically about the song? Like that she's like rapping more than normal. And what were your what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I just I thought it was interesting. Um, I feel like she's been making headlines recently. People were saying she's gone crazy. She's gone satanic. You name she's it. Been this, these, I feel like she's been these things, though, bro. Like, she's been these things, but like I think it, it's visually more shocking because she's like shaving her head and like doing yeah, all yeah, kinds yeah. of things that make her seem crazier. Whereas before, like she quote unquote looked normal, and people were like, "Oh, she's sexy. She's just acting a fool, acting goofy." But now people are like pointing out triangles and shit in the back of her photos, trying to make it seem like the Illuminati. Yeah, the black and white squares on the floor. It's like, bro, right. the fuck <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know if you saw the video to this song, but... I did not. Um, I only peeped the song. Yeah, um, I thought it was interesting. I, I thought her 
her bars and, and flow were impressive and clever and on par with, you know, I guess Nicki Minaj might be the the quick comparison, though I think yeah, I feel like Nicki is different. the standard, right? Like if anyone's mm-hmm. gonna be a comparison, like a good female rapper who does the sexy thing as well. I think like Nicki is the standard, right? Because I think mm-hmm. we all love Cardi, but I think we could all agree Cardi can't rap like Nicki Minaj, right? No, like you're not going to Cardi for crazy wordplay. Um she right, makes right. You're going for because like it's yeah, exactly. It's fun. You're gonna have listeners, and she's not she's not a bad rapper, but mm-hmm. I just think like I think Nicki Minaj has proven like she can like, I don't think maybe now because it's so sexual and it's been sexual. So it's not a recent thing, but there was a point in time, bro. Like, like she wasn't viewed as like a female rapper, bro. Like she's like mm-hmm. a rapper, right? And that probably might be one of be like the biggest compliments anyone can give her. Cause I yeah. feel like in that like early, like 2010 to 12 range, like people were just going for her for bars. Like, yeah. Not just like, cause, like she's yeah. Like she's not just like a sex symbol. Like, that's cool too. But like she was rapping her ass off on these fucking yeah. songs. Yep. No, she held her own. Um, especially on that song, uh, Monster on Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, and I feel like Doja's in that same camp. Um, we we have a lot of a lot of other talented female rappers out now, but I, I still feel like their content is so like I'm a I'm a bad B and I know how to suck. D and twerk and all this other stuff. Yeah, and like that's I do. I'm telling you, like, when I'm like on TikTok, Instagram, or even like at work or anywhere, any public space, bro. If I hear a woman cons- like refer to herself as a bad bitch, like bro, like you just go down so many points in my brain, bro. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like, like I'm mentally jaded and disgusted. Like I'm just yeah. like, bro, like who fucking says these? Like right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But whatever. So back to Doja Cat though. Yeah. Um, and I. I I listened to several Doja Cat songs back to back, and uh, I always appreciate her her verses where she's rapping because she mm-hmm. it's not like she hasn't done it before. But I was intrigued by this one because it was like straight up rap. I think the the chorus was singing, but it was a different perspective, and it, to me, it was kind of a response to yeah, that's to everyone. Like it was like, hey, I'm more than just you know, this hot pop star that is goofy. Like I'm an artist and a regular person at the end of the day. And let me show you my true talent. So it kind of got me excited to see what else she can do. Cause I heard before this, that she announced she was scrapping like the pop stuff. Yeah. And now she's going the, the hip hop lyricist route for this album. And I'm pleasantly surprised because I thought, she was going to go the easy route of taking like some dusty New York sampled beats and just rap about a bunch of random shit um, and hope that we like give her respect, you know, but yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think that's what we're going to get. So I'm, I'm actually excited. Yeah, No, if this song is an indication you're going to get like her actually trying to, you know, prove herself and not just, Hey, I can do it on a couple of verses, but for the most part I'm singing, but in a very like macho way. Which I, get, I think that's like kind of like what her flow is, right? Like, you, normally mm-hmm. it's just like a lot of like 75% singing and then the rapping is also kind of like sing-songy at the same time. Um, yeah. Whereas this is very clear, like, you know, I'm rapping and I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. And if you don't like me for shaving my head, I wasn't going to fuck you anyway. It was kind of like some of the lyrics she, she talked about. So, yeah, man, dude, Doja, can, in, my, in my eyes and ears, can do no wrong, right? Because, again, I was blown away by her performance at Coachella last year. Dude, it's just she has too oh, many. She has that. so many hits, bro. Like just yeah. so many hits. Like it's insane 
for a, a woman I don't who I, I don't even think is 30 years old yet to be like that successful. So bro, like I think when you are mm-hmm. have been at that level for I mean maybe like four or five years now, like I think you earned the fucking right to just do whatever the fuck you want, bro. You know right. what I mean? Like um like for example, I don't want to say like I'm you know I'm picking and choosing who I give that label to, but like for example, like post Malone, right? We love him, but I also think bro, like in hindsight, you gave us like two really good albums and kind of just like got like repetitive and boring for a while, right? And like the songs were hitting whereas with her, I mean, bro, this is the moment she kind of got on. It's been nonstop hits and no one's ever really questioned, you know, the quality for music. So, mm-hmm. bro, like, dude, if you want to rap and shave your head and look crazy, like, bro, do what the fuck you want, bro. Because, I mean, the, the music's still fucking hitting. So, I mean, that's yeah. all we asked for. For sure. And I hate, I hate being the guy who's like, oh, I... I knew this artist before everyone else or whatever, but I do remember, I think a friend of mine shared me her song called, um, I think it's called So High. Um, but that song is absolutely fire. And I think I heard it way back in like 2012 or something. Mm, it was okay. like 10 years ago. And um, I fell in love with the song, but I didn't really check out any of the rest of her stuff. But that was a w- one song that I just always went back to. And, you know, everyone has like a couple artists that they listen to that aren't that big. And in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, they'll they'll probably never blow up, even though I think this song is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to see her not only blow up, but like be like top five A-list musicians right now or whatever is just insane to me. And was just a reminder of how, you know, things can not change overnight, but change pretty significantly with time and luck and just, and talent as well in this case. Um, yeah, so, dude, but I also think like just consistency, right? Like mm-hmm. just yeah, fucking constantly showing up because like, bro, I was, I was having this conversation with my boy last night. Um, Cause we were talking about, I think there was like, I think you, sh- you sent me a couple weeks ago or last week, the uh, that kid who signed to Twitch or kick who's getting like a hundred million dollars for yeah, like two yeah. years. And, like, just the idea of that is wild, right? But, like, think about it, man. Like, you and I have both, you know, demanding careers. You're married. I'm engaged, planning a wedding. Like, we don't have, we have families. We have our own individual things we like to do. Like, we have a lot going on, right? And yet we still do this, right? And obviously, we have the luxury of enjoying what we do. We love doing this. Like, it's a fun hobby, right? But we also do this with the idea, like, God, man, I really hope one day, like, one of these things, like, just hit. And this can be, be become all that we do. Right. That, that's the fucking dream. Right. So it's, yeah. it's sick when you find an artist who, you know, like 10 years ago, no one was fucking with and now is the biggest fucking thing when it comes to music. Like, that's insane, right. bro. So, no, man, kudos to her. Like, yeah, that, that's the fucking dream. Right. Like, obviously, we yeah. all, we, I mean, if we can make money from anything, but dude, the idea of like making money from like the one thing you love doing the most, like, bro, mm-hmm. like insane. I think I was watching right. a Rick Rubin interview that's like a couple weeks ago and he was like, like it's ideal if your purpose is aligned with your job, right? Like that's the, that's you reach Nirvana, right? But most times it's not dude. Sometimes mm-hmm. your purpose is not what you do for a living. And like, that's okay. Right. Maybe yeah. what you do for a living can help you fund what you want to find your purpose in. Right. So right. Um, I personally think I'm in that realm right now. I don't know about you, but like, dude, kudos to these people who like are able to combine both and like make a living off it, bro. Cause that's yeah. a fucking dream, bro. Like, right. Like it, I was nine talking to five to- is needed, but yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, I was I was talking to my Spanish tutor yesterday and he asked me, uh, we were talking about like work in general, and he asked me if all in Spanish? Uh, yeah. Nice. 
if I wanted to do music like as my job. And I basically told him um, yes and no. And, and part of the reason why I said that is I know at least I'm self-aware enough to know that sometimes when your passion becomes work, then it may or may not be as exciting as it once was. So I, I basically think, think there has to be a balance like um, between that. And I think Doja Cat probably feels the same. I'm sure she still loves music, but I think at this level, like the amount of pressure and shit, yeah, yeah. so like, this isn't fun anymore. Like, right. fuck you. I'm saving my head. Fuck you guys. Right. Like, maybe yeah. at this point, it's it's not fun because she's experienced, like, the peak of the peak. Like, every fucking person loves you and sings every word of your song. It's like, what what more could you possibly get out of this? So I think that explains her transition. But um, the other thing I was going to say about the consistency is I'm pretty sure she went viral because of that one moose on pitch on my cow, cow. <laughs> and she probably didn't think it was gonna take off to that degree i'm sure yeah. she knew it might get some clicks and shit but it's crazy how it's it's like when you're not trying to necessarily force it you can go viral and yeah. I, I feel like that very well might happen with this podcast we might be talking about the most random thing and then for some reason that clip goes viral yeah 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 i, I was seeing a thing on the on tiktok about this like influencer who like she was trying to promote her company. I'm sure you've seen it too. A little mm. tiny, tiny girl. And she was like, she had a regiment, like, bro, I'm going to post something every hour, blah, blah, blah. And like the videos did nothing. And then she just changed everything and just started like, stop thinking about it. She'll just post 10 random videos back to back to back to back to back. And bro, she blew up to have like 3 million followers. It's like, damn, you know what I mean? Like it could be like the most random tactic that just happens like, work for you so mm-hmm. yeah man, i think the the advice and the lessons from that is just to try everything right and then and then keep trying it if you still love what you're doing like who gives a fuck right like if it right if it doesn't pop for us if we never get bigger than this then judo who cares bro we've had fucking however many episodes of like fire time just talking about bullshit so yeah. um but yeah to her though i i personally think she's in a lane right now where i think the labels don't give a fuck like I don't, I don't even think her fans give a fuck, bro, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Like, just, do do whatever the fuck you want. As long as we get music, we, I think with her, like, I feel like she's, like, in this rare air where, like, the music's, the music's going to be good. Like, whatever yeah. genre she tries to give us. So it's just like, all right, man, like, if you're going to rap, rap, bro. If you want to do fucking country, I'm sure you'll figure out a way to make it good as well. Like, yeah. it's fine. I, yeah, I feel like it's, it's a fan base that just trusts whatever she does or says. And she's one of the few people that can like really be weird and be herself in and, and yeah. gets applauded for it. Like every yeah. other artist would be like, they'd be like, oh, you're falling off. You're crazy. You're weird. They love it. I mean, dude, honestly, it may just be her and Kanye, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Like, cause think about Kanye's when he did the Donda release and he was out here looking crazy with the and red. Tyler the Creator. Tyler Creator too. That's a great one. That's great. But again, but I think Tyler is still niche though, bro. Like, and that sounds crazy to say to a guy who's won back-to-back hip-hop albums of the year. But, bro, like, Tyler's not Doja and Kanye. Whereas, like, those guys are worldwide fucking, you know, there's still hip-hop fans who don't fuck with Tyler. You know what I mean? So, um, I think, like, those kind of, it's wild to see an artist at that level be like, bro, I'm gonna just fucking flip it on this next album. And everyone's like, all right, like, do your thing. Yeah, because even like Drake can't do that, bro. Drake gives us old nah. Drake, and we're like, bro, get the fuck out of here with this shit, right? Here. Right, right. Also, Drake is like, I don't think we've ever 
dove deep into this, but I feel like Drake has already crossed into the the street associated realm like several albums ago. So he kind of like can't be a weirdo at this point. Uh well, I mean, yes and no, though, man, because I mean, I know it's just it's it's um modern day society, so so many things are different now, but I mean him coming out with the fingernails, Nick Fingernails, oh, yeah, true was fam, like, you know, where are we doing that in Canada, bro? Because that's but again, I but I also think that shit's becoming more acceptable in hip hop too, right? Because Tyler's doing it, Yachty does it. So yeah, it may not be frowned upon, but yeah, I just think Doja and Kanye are the only two R's I can think about, bro. That they can come out with anything and look however, and like their fan base is so massive that their fan base fan base becomes pop culture, right? Mm-hmm. Because they just have so many fucking fans, bro. Like, whereas yeah. like, again, yeah. Tyler is so like hip hop diehards may not fuck with him, but like his niche is still very big to obviously sustain a very successful career. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. Um, all right. Do you want to do uh utopia features or do you want to do uh, heat of the week? Um, we can do heat of the week. All right, cool. So heat of the week, episode 145, almost in the books. All right, my G what's uh, a song that had you uh, bopping your head a lot this weekend. So if I'm being honest, um, when I when I'm looking at or thinking about what I played the most recently, it looks like Wiz Khalifa came out with a new album called Sia. Has a shit ton of songs on it. I don't know if necessarily needed. Bro, how does he do that shit, bro? Okay, another artist who does not give a fuck what he puts out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's what what's impressive to me is like his content on each song is pretty much the same. The but same. He somehow bro. finds out a new hook or like a new melody of some sort and it it still feels like new enough to put out like someone's gonna love it yeah, yeah. Um, no and again he has those diehard potheads who fuck with him bro so right again good for him and another person with a, an insane uh international fan base um but the song Sina, in particular, do you think he's bigger internationally right now than he is uh locally i i kind of feel like it um, I think so too, bro. Maybe like I'm sure he shuts shit down like when he performs in like California and stuff because he he kind of just fits the culture. But uh, in general, like I haven't really heard much chatter about him like from friends and, and things like that. Like no one's really checking. No one's checking for him, bro. Like these are like these album drops are almost like surprises at all time. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, he's he's kind of like Snoop Dogg, that dude who still makes music from time to time. You love him. You'll check him out if he happens to be around and it's, you know, he's there, but you're not sitting, staying up at night, like waiting for the. No, 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 no. But I would say shout out to Snoop though. Cause he had a, he had a verse in the Keitra Amine album. That was fire, bro. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that. Yeah. So shout out to him. But yeah, go ahead. Whiskey for no, He still got it. And I sent you this song, but it's called No Invitation. Um, Personally might be the best. Oh, song the song is called No Invitation? Mm-hmm. Okay. The song is called No Invitation. Uh, personally, I think that beat and song might be the best overall on the album. Um, kind of reminded me of, of older Wiz. Uh, again, didn't do anything too crazy lyrically or different from what you're accustomed to. But at the same time, I feel like artists don't need to... They should stick to their strengths. And I don't think I would necessarily want anything else from him. So it was just like exactly what I wanted. And it was dope, and I played it several, several times. 
Yo, I gotta fix the. No, that song was good, dude. So I, I, I will give you that. Um, obviously, by the time that this podcast comes out, the playlist will be fixed with that song. So I fucked up and added the entire album. So like, if anyone, <laughs> anyone's currently on the Apple Music thing right now, the recording, like they're probably go, "What the fuck just happened?" But uh, <laughs> I'll clean that up, bro. Because yeah, the entire album is definitely not Heat of the Week material, but yeah. it's uh, that song is very good. Dude. So I, I'll give you that one. So, dude, for me. Has to be gonna. I play that album a lot. Uh, it's a very enjoyable thing. I think, I mean, most vibes I would end this weekend as far as working out um, or just chilling at the crib, you know, you know, with something, uh, smoking on something. So, but for me, it's the one that's going viral on TikTok as well. Fuck you mean. Bruh, that production is crazy. Mm-hmm. And the way that song leads into Rodeo right. Drive, like, bro, again, this shit could be just one big song. Like, the whole album could just be mm-hmm. one big song. The background vocals um, yeah, I, too. But yo, bro, like, everything, bro. The ad libs, yeah, yeah. the yeah, bro. Like again, like this is a very well done album, bro. Like I think this album, because again, it just forced you to pay attention because you're like intrigued. Like you just take, you start understanding, like, oh, bro, this guy was a, this guy's a very good artist, bro. He's not just like in Young Thug's shadow. Like this guy can hold his own. So again, happy for him. Uh, and I think "Fuck You Mean" is a very just fun track that. I mean, dude, literally in any environment, I don't see one that you don't enjoy playing that song in. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Fire up. Nice. Fire up. Shout out to him. But uh, all right, cool, man. Episode 145 in the books. Every episode up on every platform. Uh, let the people know what we got going on. Let's get out of here. Yes, sir. Check us out at audio-theory.com. New episode every week on all platforms. We also have the Spotify and Apple Music playlist for the, the weekly Heat of the Week selection. If you're on YouTube, check down below for the merch, copy a hoodie, t-shirt, sticker, whatever you want. And otherwise, like, uh, share, subscribe, donate, do whatever you can to, to support the channel. And comment. Comments. Comments coming in hot and heavy, so we appreciate that. Um, but as always, hit the fucking like button. I do. I love you. Talk love soon. You too. Peace. Peace.